Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my own experiences and perspectives and never a substitute for medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of flames and light Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast where we're going to go into Halloween. So I grew up in the U.S., in Boston, the first five years of my life, and the holidays there were crazy. That was really what I remembered, and I really had to detox from all of the intensity. And I think I got into my first depression when we moved back to the Netherlands when I was around five, because in the U.S., being a kid is really fun. You have very extreme seasons so in the summer we would have these huge slides and all of these kids in the neighborhood to play with and the holidays were so fun so i remember when it was christmas making gingerbread houses with our lovely neighbor laura who i miss and halloween was one of them too because we would go trick-or-treating and the whole thing right But what is this actually and i think it's actually really good to start this podcast out Asking yourself, like, how did Halloween feel for you when you were really young? Did you understand it? Did you love it? Because I remember always having a weird feeling about it and not understanding it, but it was just like candy, right? So you don't question those things when you're young and you don't, you certainly don't grasp them intellectually or historically, but our body always tells us everything, especially when we're at a young age. So it is probably the case for you that you felt weird about it when you were young. So Halloween is a pagan holiday and the original name is Samhain or Samhain. And this all comes from Northern European history where based on Samhain or Saman, which is a pagan god of the dead and the underworld, once a year, he would allow the dead to pierce the veil and walk among the living. So he was a gatekeeper to the underworld to hell. And once a year, he would open the gates and allow everyone to come in onto earth. So that's why it's called the Day of the Dead. And on Halloween, these gates open. And this is why a lot of paranormal people will see a lot of spirits and ghosts around that day. And it's actually... A very dark energy because according to natural law the dead are not allowed to come back and be with us so a lot of work goes into actually opening these portals and letting them be with us and free will the law of the universe is so important for these dark spirits to be opened and these gates to be opened because people need to consent to this happening. So this is why a lot of these holidays are manufactured consent. And I'll explain why. So the dead are not allowed to come back and be with us, but they can if we want them to, and we call them in, even though we think we're just doing traditions and it's all in good fun and joking and not serious at all because most people they don't understand spiritual warfare they don't understand that it exists in the first place and definitely not that you can be be a participant in calling in these spirits without even knowing and 
Obviously, if people realized spiritual warfare in the first place, our world would be so much better off. People would be able to protect themselves and feel very differently about participating in these types of mass rituals and especially involving their kids in it. So the dead are not allowed to come back, but when they do, it's always familiar spirits. So what we're doing in this mass billion dollar industry holiday is basically some very freaky exotic Santeria shit but it's become so westernized that we don't recognize it as such. So to go back into the history a little bit, around Halloween, it gets colder. We go into winter. And, well, not in Australia, but you probably do. And the days get shorter, so there's less food. And in paganism, there was an earth goddess who ruled from May 1st, which is another occult holiday called Beltane, to Halloween or Samhain. And on October 31st, until Beltane, the god of the hunt would take over. And the god of shadows, or Lucifer, he reigned and he had power on Halloween. So on Halloween, he kind of steps onto the throne. And as a celebration of that, and to really activate taking up that role, we would allow the veil to open and all of these spirits to come onto the earth so that they can do their work as servants for him. So this is just a very tiny insight into the occult calendar, which is very complex and huge and is filled with a lot of holidays. But what you need to know about Halloween is that it is really a sacred night for Satanists. And it's when a lot of rituals take place and the rituals are all about sacrifice. So depending on someone's level of involvement and dedication to these spirits, it can be from animals all the way to what you can imagine and worse. So they took Halloween and made it a Catholic holiday. So this is really what Catholicism has done throughout history. It's essentially taking, first of all, the Essene faith took all of the things that were working and give people, let's say, 90% of the truth and then take the most important things and turn them upside down to tie people to the religion and the state. And then by that perversion and inversion, they actually make it into a Luciferian religion. And you can see this in a lot of uh, Catholic rituals, like the host and the drinking of blood. It's from cannibalism originally. And also the mass is based on the Luciferian black mass. But this is all for a different episode. By the way, I have a lot of family who are Catholic. So this is not to knock anyone. It's just really important to understand the origins of all of these institutions. This is also why you cannot remote view Catholicism as an institution. Because there are so many dark spirits involved in keeping it alive and running that they actually see you and will attack you when you try and view them and understand them on a more spiritual level. And I see a lot of fragmentation and soul retrieval that I need to do around people with not just Catholicism, but also other religions. So Halloween was actually forbidden for a long time in the US, but 
this is way back when people had more of a spiritual understanding about things. And over time, things get normalized and westernized and the Catholic population started to grow in the U.S. And then people saw that there was a lot of money in it and a lot of control and really an opening for all of these spirits to come into the world. And then the marketing kicks in. And before you know it, there is this huge holiday that we see as a tradition that we don't question. And it's made very fun and very appealing. And actually, the whole costume thing only really started in the early 20th century or really around from the 50s on. So these traditions are really not as old and let's say legit as we think they are. They're very much manufactured. So should you celebrate Halloween? Well, obviously not in my opinion because there's a gate being opened and this is really real. So once a year when the gate would open, people would dress up and they would scare all of these evil spirits. And they would also leave food out for them. So that is to kind of minimize the damage and please them and try and keep them away. And there was also a lot of the honoring of the crone or the witch. So this is where the whole broomstick stuff comes from. It represents one of the faces of the moon on Hallowed Eve, which is a holy occult time and then there's also the involvement of the spirit Lilith and she comes from the ancient Sumerian days so the Gilgamesh epic is a tablet that writes about Lilith a vulva which by the way also the Swedish word Volvo it's so interesting because it means vulva so it is obviously the female part and the logo of Volvo is the male uh, symbol so what that whole logo symbolizes is sex magic by the way so you can see this stuff everywhere but the Gilgamesh epic writes about Lilith and Lilith is a very dark demon that you need to understand she was a shape-shifting demon and what shape-shifting demons do is, first of all, they trick because they can obviously shift also into familiar-looking entities like family that's passed away, etc. And these demons, they would control men as slaves or they would make them impotent. And you can see the whole impotence agenda in society still. Not going to go into that here. Her animal symbol, by the way, is the owl, which you will see a lot as well if you are very discerning. And Halloween is also very much about sacrifice, like I mentioned. And Lilith today is very popular. You have like Lilith Fair. You have a lot of these witchy Instagram accounts that then celebrate Lilith as a goddess who is kind of like a rebel. But Lilith was a demon who is about child sacrifice and she's very much involved with the institutions in the world that run that today like the abortion institutions etc a whole nother bag of cats for you to go in and research so halloween was also associated with the lord samhain who was the horned god or moloch 
or Satan. And this is also where all the Saturn worship comes from. And you can also very much visually relate this to the um, ring around Saturn visually, if you think of like a horned symbol. So the priests that honored him did human sacrifice, and they still do. The Romans did this too, and this was also where the Essenes were separating themselves from because they saw all of this happen. And all of these practices, these sacrificial practices, are very, very ancient. They're as old as man and before. They just morph into different institutions and holidays and religions over time. And this is all another form of shape-shifting really for these occasions and festivities and portals to exist and morph and stay alive. So they come in many different forms. So that's why it's also so helpful to know the history and to know the symbolism because then you can see how far it actually stretches. And there's always a form of symbolism because they need to disclose because again, Consent and free will is important and symbolism is a way of disclosure and getting your consent, even if people don't understand it, because understanding it is your responsibility. So that's why I also do the podcast. So this is a form of Satanism involved with a lot of spells and calling in the devil and doing sacrifice and creating possession and making people hosts for spirits. The other like cute things, like other, <laughs> the cuter things like lanterns, they come from historically from ships where lanterns would hang and they would bob and move like heads, like decapitated heads. And there is this story that Satanists would come to homes of people in villages and they would demand sacrifices for their gods. And if someone would agree to appease them, they would place a lantern outside. And if they didn't put this lantern outside as a sign of their consent and their cooperation, these Satanists would draw a hexagon on their door and they would do spells with human blood and this would attract demons to those people. So ultimately, Christians, they took it over and they focused very much on the holiday that we know now. So vampires, werewolves, they all have their own origins, which are very real when it comes to shape-shifting and possession and drinking blood and all of that stuff. Another story for another day. But Halloween is a major occult holiday where the worst sacrifices are done. So this is a very important time to pray for protection, especially of children. So they drink blood and the sacrifice is not something to celebrate, especially the involvement of children, because these holidays, you have to understand, they're a kind of grooming and normalization. It's really because of holidays like this that we become very accustomed to these types of practices which are just glorification of demons and the darkness and because it's all you know with toys and 
candy and festivity and play, that's how these things are normalized. So it's also to really discredit and ridicule the actual truth around it because then you can point to Halloween and say to people like you just got it from there and it's just a fun thing. So the worst things are always disguised as the most innocent and harmless. So this is the mechanism of turning things upside down. And really a lot of spirits are brought in on these days intentionally by the occult and then also unintentionally through tradition with all of the gore and the symbolism and what it does is also desensitize people at a very young age. So with all of these ancient occult practices, there is an undercurrent that is always going on and it's always morphing into new shapes and forms. And then there is the normalized cover version. So how it shows itself, how it shows up in society and through tradition that further normalizes and it distracts people and it manipulates people. So kids can easily become attached because they are actually on these days often enacting occult rituals and they dress up as these idols, right? So they use the symbolism and they put it on their bodies. So that is, you know, a form of consent. And the skull also with all the skeleton stuff, it's a symbol of the horned god of witchcraft and the crossbones, which you will see in, for example, like a pirate ship. It's like, um, like a dead man laying down and the witch's cauldron, all of that stuff. It all comes from rituals that are actually done to invoke spirits. So the skull and crossbones are very highly used by the occult as well to call in spirits. And yeah, black cat stuff in witchcraft, they think that when you pet a cat, you get their psychic power because in ancient Egypt, they were very revered, etc. So when kids especially partake in all of this, you feel this sort of unclean like thrill of the fear and being scared and then the pleasure and it all uh, is, you know, involved with candy, which is basically drugs for kids. And all of this uncleanliness is called in. So these things like demons and Satan and UFOs and all of that become really enticing for kids at a young age and they start to feel attracted to them. So it's like a very small seed is planted and then they go on and they read, you know, occult books and vampire books and then they get into new agey stuff and Wicca. And this is called in occultism, the left hand path. And it all starts out with all of this innocent stuff. But the craving or the lust for it, it always increases. So when I talk to clients who, for example, have a porn addiction or drug addiction, it always gets worse. It's like a rabbit hole because you can only go dirtier and worse to fulfill that, that kick and that seed that is planted. So... If you don't go in and remove it, you just stay dirty and it's latent, you know, it lies dormant within you and it starts to put you on this very unaligned path. And whatever weakness you already have, whether it's ancestral or it's because of trauma, that's where it's gonna come in. And once you're consciously in, 
you will always need to sacrifice more. So there are also a lot of teenagers who consciously start to do Wicca and witchcraft. And they, for example, have a bad experience with, the, with Christianity or they just feel powerless. Like being a teenager, you feel very misunderstood and very powerless. And then when you get to do all of this this fascinating occult stuff, which really does work because those spirits can give you some power. They just want a lot of sacrifice for it. And it's unaligned, it's dirty. But it also gives people, especially at that age, a sense of control and they can express their rebellion. And it gives, it gives this power. It's, it's a weakness that is filled by these spirits. And you will always have to go further and do more and sacrifice more. So it all starts out very light and it can definitely bring you on this path. So occultism and these entities are all about control. So this is why it, it really appeals to people and attracts people who feel powerless. So... On Halloween, these gates open, these demons are called in every year, and they get a, a stronger stronghold on the earth. And when traditions are passed on, like Halloween, or whether it's occult rituals in certain groups and society, we don't really question them. And this is what familiar spirits do. They become actually familiar to you. So the word Belial the word for demon, it means actually worthlessness. And it actually comes in into people through a feeling of worthlessness, so through trauma. And Belial comes from, from Bill or Baal, which is the same as the horned god and Saturn and ultimately Lucifer. So what the Essenes stood for was separating yourself from the unclean. And Halloween is unfortunately very unclean. It's very disgusting, actually. It's kind of gross and, you know, very toxic. So leading a clean life and actually using those moments to pray and assist the lights and call in protection for children... It's not boring. It's so important. I was so afraid that this lifestyle would be so boring. But when you do and when you align yourself with the light, that's where real power comes through in the earth because it is source's power. It's God's power. It's actual light. And nothing is more powerful and gratifying than that. And we can all do our part in spiritual warfare just by on these days not participating and praying instead. So just know that when you do, Source really rewards you and you can go on the path of healing others. You can start to do spontaneous spiritual warfare, which is what happens to a lot of my apprentices and past life regressions and the most amazing, exciting things that the occult just cannot give to you and you cannot sustain without it 
costing you your life. So know that you can have both. You can be clean and aligned and not have a boring life and actually a very, very exciting life like I do. And it feels much better. So Halloween is really a glorification of the occult. And then also the spirit of fear comes in and gets a stronghold. So don't participate with these types of trickery and manufactured consent. And use it really as a reminder to do the opposite. So I hope that this was helpful to you and that you are inspired and feel motivated to do more for the light and for source and for God. Mm -hmm.